just an example of how disruptive uh, these cute little creatures are. Mm -hmm. But the division of labor in a marriage also becomes real clear when a child comes because if your wife is breastfeeding, if she has a career, she's going to have to make a different set of sacrifices than you do. Um, just the act of giving birth creates an inequality in opportunities, you know, not to complain about it, but the truth is, especially if you, if, and if you've had a troubled pregnancy, we're not even talking about if you had a C-section or if you were put in the, if you were hospitalized or if you were, you know, and you're trying to keep your career going and you're trying to, you know, maintain your autonomy and physically the whole structure means that, you know, he's got sort of a leg up because he didn't have to do any of this. Yep. Um, yep. You know, that, at least in my marriage, that was the first time I felt the sting of gender roles, and I had to be there, and I had to go, and it was my body, um, and my husband was still sort of bopping around, living his life. Then you start to sort of, the, the resentment starts to build up, or it started to. It's like, well, wh what happened to the unit? What happened to my best friend? What happened to my buddy who's at the gym? It's like, how the hell are you at the gym? You know, yep. dude, I'm, I, you know, I've got cabbage on my breast, and, <laughs> you know? I find that a lot of young couples that we know around this early childhood stage when they're kind of dealing with these stresses and dealing with the first times that they have to share roles, really truly share roles, you know, when kids are babies, when they're young, it's not the time to start grading your marriage paper, right. you know, because these are unique times. But a lot of times young couples, they hit these hard periods. And because they're short-tempered or they're tired, the sex life is gone, the romance is out of the picture, um, they give up because nobody told them that this time is hard. You've got to know that there are going to be long periods of time when you can't stand each other, you know? And I, I say it, you know, I said it, you know, on the book tour as a joke. There were times that I wanted to push Barack out of the window. Right. And I say that because it's like you've got to know the feelings won't be intense, but that doesn't mean you quit. And these periods can last a long time. Yeah, uh, they can last years, but we don't talk about that. So young couples, they face these challenges and they're ready to give up because they think they're broken. Yes. And I just want to say, look, if that breaks a marriage, then Barack and I have been broken off and on throughout our marriage. But we have a very strong marriage. And yeah. if I had given up on it, if I had walked away from it in those tough times, then I would have missed all the beauty that was there as well. I thought it was great that you brought this up in your book. You talked very openly about uh, marriage counseling. And my wife and I at one point decided we should go talk to someone together. Um, not because we were thinking at all about going our separate ways, not because anything was in trouble, but because I found that the biggest, you brought the word up before, the biggest cancer to me on any relationship is resentment. What Irish Catholics do is that if I'm mad at you about something, I don't bring it up, but I complain to everyone but you about it. And it's a very, it's human, but I think the Irish Catholics are very good at it. So we polish resentments to, they, they become jewels. And I 
early on decided, I don't want to resent my wife, and I don't want her to resent me. So we have this pact almost that if I'm, I can make a lot of jokes, sort of passive-aggressive jokes, and she's really good at saying, okay, you've made that joke three times now. Are you really, you really don't like the way I make the broccoli? And then I'll, you know, let's have it out. And we have it out, and we've had fights, and we've had fights where we're both emotional, and then afterwards, when the storm clears, we're better than we were before. So I'm on a mission in my marriage to fight resentment. That goes back to why it's important to have a whole person, in, you know, to, to have two whole people in the marriage, right? Mm -hmm. Because in order to have that out, to have that communication, both people have to have a voice and they have to know themselves well enough. A lot of women aren't taught that. Um, in fact, we're taught the opposite when it comes to our marriage, our relationships. Don't tell them the truth. Don't let them see you get angry. Don't sound like a nag, you know, and, and all of the, the, that, those are just code words for keep it in, right? Well, you were um, also, you were in a position, you have this very real, healthy, but real relationship with your husband, and then you had that put under the biggest microscope in the world. Well, it, it's, it goes back to the BMW example mm -hmm. with children, you know, a presidency is like taking that little shaking period and doubling the intensity of the shake yeah. <laughs> and the time of the shake. It's, it's the same thing. I mean, if you go into a presidency or a public life and your marriage isn't solid, right, that experience will shake it and anything loose will fly off. Yeah. Um, and the presidency is, you know, you, you magnify that because it's, as the first lady, I am married to the commander-in-chief, okay? Right, All right, now right. that right there is just like, okay, who says um, <laughs> this, is, this is a marriage? What is this title? You know, commander-in-chief? Everybody, everybody's saluting this guy. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what is it like when your partner is the most powerful man in the house, in the world, you know, and right, right. everyone salutes him, and the entire presidency, rightfully so, is set up to protect and make the life easy for the president, which means that in a marriage of equals, the other partner is second, because the entire institution says, no, you're first lady, yeah. <laughs> which means you're second person under all the rules of life. The commander-in-chief takes precedent. So it's the ultimate test, and it's unique, but the truth is, is that in our world, men and women still aren't equal. Women still get paid 77 cents on the dollar compared to a man. That can put a stress on a marriage. I've had the experience of doing a week of shows at the Chicago Theater, and I walk out every night, and there's lines around the block, and people are screaming in the audience, you're doing a tour, and you get this kind of rock star reception and then walking into a room with my wife and she's not having any of it and I find it to be life-saving I find it to actually be the fact that your husband has this relationship with you and with your daughters where you guys are not saluting him you guys are not you know none of that's happening in fact the opposite, the opposite is happening. Is yeah happening. yeah you're trying to push him out a window occasionally right and he 
He is the butt of every joke. Yes. Table. Yeah. As, as am I. Poor guy. <laughs> as am I. And so, you know, my point is that I have found that one of the things that you get from a marriage that's magical is gravity. Because well said. gravity is this incredible gift to us. Yeah, it causes our back to ache. Yes, it causes all these problems. But gravity is the gift. You want gravity. And I get gravity from my wife and I get gravity from my kids because I could go out in front of an audience and have an amazing transcendent experience where people are bowing to me and saying that was holy. Not that this has ever happened, but like, wow great experience and then I can walk into this room and these people are my gravity they're saying no we know you we've seen you be really unfunny at the breakfast table nope. <laughs> more on the Michelle Obama podcast after the break you do not have the conversation gave you a sense of what marriage might actually feel like or what you might want to be looking for in a partner but no matter what, I hope this conversation gave you a chance to listen, not to me and Conan, but to yourself, to that little voice that tells you if there's something you want to work on or work through with yourself or with your partner. Those realizations open you up to journeys that aren't always easy, but they are always, always worth it. So with that, I just want to thank you for joining me, Conan. And thank you all for joining me for this part of our journey together. I will talk to you again very soon. Take care. The Michelle Obama Podcast.